following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite, CDW, and Ford. Hey everybody, Jeff Joniak along with a broadcast partner from News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Mr. Tom Thayer, the 85 Bear. We're at Bears training camp. We are back to work. I can't believe it. It came so fast. It's a much longer training camp. We got an extra preseason game, but everybody is thrilled to be here in Bourbon A on the campus of Olivet Nazarene. And our special guest today on Bears All Access here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score, Big Charles Leno Jr. You seem to be getting bigger every year. Really? I mean, you know, oh. hitting that weight room. Hope, you got the hope, Cali- hope I'm looking leaner, though. That's all I care about. Well, you got the California strength thing going on. You got the T-shirt, so you look, uh, you look fit to hit. Are you? I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> but, you know, there, but there's been a change in the weight room because I've, I've had the, the pleasure of going in there a couple times this year, and there's a whole competitive atmosphere in the weight room, and I've always been a big fan of that because I think that spills right out of the field. The camaraderie you share in the weight room, the struggles that you go through in trying to lift heavier, get you stronger, to be better on the field, all that stuff, it, it, it helps you guys. It helps you become closer and more encouraging to each other. Absolutely. Um, guys like me, Eric Cush, Cody Wire, Hironis Grasso, we over there trying to push each other every day. You know, push each other to be the best. Like, if Eric Cush misses a rep, I'm like, no, you got it. Get back on there and hit it. And if I miss one, he's telling me the same thing. Like, when we're all looking at each other's weights and we're trying to up one each other, you know, but it's all competitive. It's all for better meaning, for better cause. You know, Jeff said, here we are again. It's gone so quick. And I was trying to think back, you know, in our off-seasons, we had the off-season. We went to a two-day mini-camp, continued our off-season, and showed up for training camp. You guys have so much interactive time with each other. Do you, do you like that where kind of the football stays continuous through the off-season almost for you guys? Or when you had this five weeks to be by yourself and collect your own thoughts, do you like those windows as well? Yeah, you know, I like mix of both. I mean, I don't know how you can make it a perfect world, but right. having some time off is always good, but it's nothing wrong being in there working out with the boys. Right. As an old guy, I like you guys, what you guys go through because I would like being around my teammates going through OTAs and have less of a – you know, strenuous time going through training camp. And I always say my first training camp, we had 22 straight days of doubles and conditioning after every practice. And that's just not the so way. you so. didn't have time to really get to know the fellas, nor did you want to. You were no, in but, no mood but to. We were trying to catch up to all the information these guys have already digested. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a key ingredient to be able to digest that information because you're, you're a veteran. You're learning a new offense yourself. Yeah, but when it comes to me, like, I heard a lot of different offenses. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, I think this is four or five offensive coordinators, five? Yeah. Yeah, so some of the terminology is the same. So for me, it's just like, you know, okay, I know what this is. I know what that means. Just put it all together now. Gosh, you are. It is five. I'm thinking through my head. I I thought, but you know what? You are right. That's five. Is that tough? Yeah, it is. Confusing. Uh It could be. Yeah. Because it could be completely different language. You know that, Tom. Yeah. You know, like completely different language. I mean, you might have one block mean this and one word mean this and it might overlap with something that you just did last year and it's completely different interesting hearing mitchell trubisky the other day the first day of the, of, uh, of camp he, he was asked and I, I think i read it in a story actually it's easier even though it's more complex 
last year was easier but difficult for him to process and execute in, in that. Do you feel the same as you look at it right now? Um, for me, it's different. Yeah, because he, he, he was a rookie, too. He, rookie, you know, rookie and a quarterback, he has to process a lot more than I have to. Um, so I'll say it's completely different for me, but – I see a lot of easy things in our offense right now, like terminology-wise. I mean, a lot of stuff like carried over from what we did last year and from people I had in previous years. Is it fit your skill set? Yeah, definitely. But in, what, are, in what sense? In what sense? Yeah. Oh, just the way we – for first of all, <laughs> the way we train, <laughs> it fits my skills yet. We're, Harry, he puts us to the grinder, man. He makes us work, and I love it. You know what I mean? That's my skill set. I love to work. I love to work hard and just keep getting better and perfecting my craft. So that's the first thing I noticed. You know, 45 consecutive starts for you. It's an incredible number when you think about where you came from and where you are now, rewarded with a nice contract, and every all the hard work seems to be paying off. But as much as you talk about offensive coordinators, think about, think about the different offensive line coaches you've had. And as much as they want to train – or change Charles Leno Jr., you always have to kind of self-coach yourself. After all this experience, what, 39 or 35 consecutive starts in college and now these, do you self-coach yourself some of the time or, you know, when you need it most on the field? Absolutely. I'm probably the hardest critic on myself. You know, I'm, I'm looking at tape all the time trying to advance my game, whether I step poorly one time and I'm like, okay, I'll go back to the basics. Step correctly the next time, or hands inside, or pad level, like little things like that. Always just trying to keep working on my game and keep getting better. You know, every day. you guys are two peas in a pod because you never <clears throat> miss snaps. And you know, the starts is, starts are great, but finishing games is better. Twenty nine hundred three snaps. I don't know if you know that number. That's how many in a row you're at right now. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, no owie. There, there's no, like, oh, wait there a minute. There is. No, the, the thing about it is there, there, <laughs> there, there is. There is. You just can't talk. Uh, hey. You know what? I always say you, you, you have 40 seconds to You got to that recover. moment. Yep. You uh, got that moment to take your breath and, like, mm-hmm. all right, back to play. Right. Well, worst, pay, worst pain ever. Um, I would say, oh, I had a bad one. It was, it was um, two years ago. It was our first year. Uh, it was it was two years ago. We were at Indy. Um, yeah, we were at Indy on my birthday. Actually, it was on my birthday. Um, Josh, he fell behind me, and my leg got caught right behind him. And I ah loud one. And mm. like you said, had that moment. I'm I got up. I was like, it's intact. Take but- a breath. That's, We're on to the next play. That's the weight room investment. And Absolutely. that's what I, you know, that's one of the big positive changes that I've seen and leading into the offseason is you have to come out of the weight room with confidence. And I, I always felt confident in, in the strength that was provided me through the Clyde, Clyde Emmerich's education. And I think that's kind of the change that has been really a positive one because not only the offensive lineman, defensive lineman got to be strong, every one of these positions got to be strong and Absolutely. healthy. Your, your, uh, your body's uh, taking a lot of beating and. You're producing a lot of force. So when you're producing a lot of force and you're meeting force, it's got to take that impact. And no better way than having weights come down, slamming on you <laughs> on a cane clean or putting some weight on your back. Right. Starting left tackle, Charles Leto Jr., our guest here on Bears All XFs on Chicago Sports Radio 670 score. Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer with you. One more on that weightlifting. In your high school days, did you love it? And you were a basketball guy, yeah. but was, you lo- you loved the weight room. Though. Yeah, you always did. Always did. Um, even when I was playing basketball, yeah, basketball, not not lifting. You know, you know, it was all jumping and you know, a little light stuff here. But when I first started playing football, that's one thing I like gravitated towards. I really loved the weight room. I loved the, I love training. I love the conditioning. I love 
for me, me, me being a big guy, I love running. Like, I actually love running. I actually love, you know, moving around and stuff like that. I, don't, I never was a guy that just sit down. What would you walk in a Boise at? <sighs> 240 245 okay. i remember yeah i was 240 but i was 230 coming out of coming out of high school yeah did you play any tight end no i just played tackle we had we had like a lot of athletes at my school for sure but you know at an nfl level for a guy to make a transition from a right tackle trying to become familiar with the league to be switched to left tackle and then flourish Charles, there's not there's not a lot of guys in the league that have been able to do that, you know, and it's something that you had to recognize and create a lot of self confidence in yourself to be able to make that change from right to left. Exactly, because um, people don't understand, like, oh, it's like riding a bike. Like, <laughs> no, it's not like riding a bike. All right, imagine your world on the on the left side being so familiar, like you see everything on the left side, and imagine you just have to close your eyes and just open your right eye and only use that eye. Like right. that's completely different. Or Use this one hand that you're so dominant with, but you can't use it because that will get you more beat than the other side. Oh, you know, like little things like that. People don't understand that. How many times has it crossed your mind where you were picked and where you're at in this consecutive start streak for the charter franchise of the National Football League and really still building your career? You're still a young player. Yeah. Uh, Has it crossed your mind a time or two? Yeah, definitely. But um, it it never just lingers there. You know, I'm always like, how can I help the Bears win? You know, I'm always on the quest of being the best I possibly can be to help us win here. So all that stuff is cool, but I'm still moving thing forward. thing is, it's rare what you're doing, like Tom even said, because if you talk to scouts, you know, eh, there's certain positions you got to have a first-round pick. One of them is tackle, right? Right. And it, it, it aggravates two guys I'm looking at right now who weren't first-round picks but playing and starting for the Chicago Bears, (laughs) as it turns out, right? As it turns out. Charles Leno, Jr., our guest. Tom Thayer here. Jeff Joniak, we're at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbonnet as Bears camp gets underway. Back with more after this on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Charles Leno, Jr., our guest here on Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. Jeff and Tom with you as well. Uh, on your way to Bourbon A, uh, I, I retweeted it this week, uh, the Bears bus breaking down. But not without the valiant help of a Charles Leno Jr. What'd I do? I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> no, so, yeah. Um, bus it's all over down. Twitter. It's in the Tribune. It's, it's crazy. Like, Pictures everywhere. I don't, I don't know about it. Tell me. You don't know <laughs> uh-uh, about it? Uh-uh. Basically, tell them what driving, happened. I was driving getting some toiletries before I came down to camp. And right. uh, I saw this bus, like... Just a regular bus. I looked from a distance, like a guy just like telling everybody, get over to the right. Don't come in through this lane. So I just pull over. I get closer. It's like blue and orange. I'm like, what? That's like, what I got Bears bus? And I see the C in the, in the bear head. And when I'm driving past, I'm like, oh, the Bears bus broke down. So I'm like, I'm not letting the Bears bus break down. Not at all. So I hit a U-turn, came right back around, and I hopped out. And um, they had some people coming on the way anyway, uh, right when I hopped out. So. I didn't do much. I just was talking to guys and just letting them know, like, I saw this bus break down, and the Bears bus ain't breaking down this year. I don't care what you think. I'm going to help this bus out, you know, whatever I can do. And I said exactly what an offensive lineman is born to do. Well, what, lead, a, what a thrill for those people. Are you right. kidding? They yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were on their way to Iowa for a bike race. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and I went to Iowa State. I know about Rag Bry. That's a across the state race. So, but you know they've been talking about it still. So, yeah. good job, Charles. Thank I mean, you. That's what you do. I'm sure You're an offensive lineman, man. Exactly. And I'm also a bystander too. I'm an active bystander. So if I see something <laughs> going on, I want to help. There I you like go. It. Very good. You got a lot of traction though. One of your, I guess it's an old friend of yours, Gabe. Ickard? Is that how you yeah, pronounce his name? Yeah, Gabe Yeah. Did he play at Oklahoma? Yep. Yeah, so I guess he's a talk show out there, and I'm just going to take the liberty of reading his <laughs> I already, tweet. I already know what he said. He says, uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell all of Oklahoma that uh, you fixed their mechanical issues with only a paper clip and chewing gum. That, of course, was after you siphoned gas from your car <laughs> for the bus by using 15 bendy straws and scotch tape. It's just a better it's a story, better Len. story. <laughs> I appreciate Gabe. Gabe is a good dude, man. He's hilarious. Is he uh, doing radio out there? Um, yeah. Now, he, was he an offense? Line yeah, he was did. offensive lineman coming out. We both trained at the same uh, facility down in Arizona for the for the pre-draft process. So, you know, Big Tom's not on Twitter and never will be as far as I know, unless, you know, I guess he did just give his, his mom, Anna Mae, uh, an iPhone for yeah. the first time. So there's there's still hope for you. No. So in your world of Twitter and so forth, I'm sure you have a lot of football playing buddies from days gone by all the way back to San Leandro, California. Uh, do you enjoy that? And is that a good way to communicate with the fellas and just have some good, clean fun? Yeah, it's a good way. Um, I'm Honestly, I'm just not on there as much as people may think I am. I kind of just post stuff every once in a while. I'm kind of like a, a free soul on there. I'm just like... Yeah. You're searching. I'm, I'm just fine. You're seeing what's on going there. on yeah. in the but, world. But, you know, when you realistically think about the time allotted to you during the course of training camp, now your football season started. It's seven days a week until it ends. So a lot of that free time that you had, the luxuries, it's just not there because free time is taken up by your tablet, and then you got practices, and then you got meetings. You got to eat right. You know, you got to go to um, the treatments and everything that you need. So, you know, it's it, it's a nice focus because the living the itinerary life for football players is a positive for a lot of us because we have so much structure and it, it helps us stay on course. Absolutely, um, that's the biggest thing. And that's that's what I think people should take going into the off season. It's some structure. Uh, plan your days out. I know I do. I like to have a little schedule. I have a planner. What am I doing this week? What's some goals I want to hit this week? And maybe it, if it's an off season, just something that has nothing to do with football. Right. Uh, maybe it's just uh, – What was it this year, for example, if, some, you, if you're at liberty to say? Oh, uh, for example, I wanted to – one habit I wanted to do is just make sure I wake up in the morning, take my dog on a walk every single day. You know what I mean? And it just became a habit. And I was taking them on a walk every single day. And then maybe the next week it was making my bed every day. Because some days you people forget that, you know. Some people don't make their bed. I want to make my bed. It would be little small things. You know, when, when you're a football player nowadays and you've earned the opportunity to get your second contract, how does that change yourself? I mean, not things that you can buy monetarily, but how does that change your focus on football? Do you feel that, like, oh, there's more pressure on me because these guys went out on a limb and signed me to a new deal. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's, um, that's exactly what it is. Some people think you got the money, you can chill. No, it's no chill. Oh, yeah, it's no worse. Chill. It's actually get worse. You it's got worse. more pressure because it's more in, um, invested in you. So they want to see you perform at this level. Yeah, and, and you're no longer just a, a guy on a roster exactly. who's trying to hang out. Now, now you get the media attention and there's an expectation, which I always found – Kind of odd. Okay, there's the whole phrase, and Mitchell Trubisky said it the other day, to whom much is given, much is expected. We've heard it. It's a biblical verse, and everybody feels that way. But um, just because you played maybe uh, at, a, at a place where it's uh, to or beyond your potential, you're, that, that is now the next reward for you to keep chasing the next carrot. 
Absolutely. Exactly. I'm always striving to be the best version of myself. Um, I was just listening to a book today. Uh, It just said, you're not getting if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. Yeah. You're not in between. There's no in between in this game, in life, in anything. You're it's either you're getting better or you're getting worse. So I just want to keep improving. Well, that's Dick Stanfield's evaluation yeah. of us as a coach. He says, look, I'm as your arrow's pointing up, I'm going to coach you and I'm going to supply you with all the information I can. But when your arrow starts pointing down, I have to look to make a change. And, I, and that is a struggle that every athlete faces. And now – you know, you're not a rookie. You're a veteran. You're a leader of this football team, and you're one of the guys that's expected to go out there and, you know, lead by example in every case. Every day. Every day you go out there, you got to lead by example. You got to bring it to the drill room. You got to bring it to the meeting room. You got to bring it every single time you step on that field. Whatever you're doing, you got to do it at a high level because you know people are watching and you want to set the example. Every coach that has ever been written about you or talked about you way back to college and whatnot, said the same thing about you. You've been consistent. You have not changed. They, that's how you were then. That's how you were now, from their view anyway. Do you see yourself that way as well? Absolutely, because uh, I try to be myself. I don't try to do anything outside the extraordinary. I just try to be myself. I know I'm a hard worker. I know I always go to work every day with the mentality of getting better. That's how I was coached when I was back in college by Coach Chris Peterson, one of the greatest coaches of all time, in my opinion. Um yeah, just you go to work every day and you go to practice, go to school, whatever you're doing, you do it with intent. You're doing it to get better. You're not doing it just to get by. That's how you waste days, and it's, it's no wasted days in this world. What's, it, what's different about your game with this offense? <coughs> what, is, is anything going to have to change about Charles? Are you going to have to be more fluid? Are you going to occupy more space? Are you going to have more responsibilities while you're reading during the course of the play? I would say my game is going to be the same. Because I can adjust. I mean, clearly we talked about being with, you know, five different offensive coordinators. My game is going to be the same. I'm going to play Charles Leno Jr. ball, and you're going to see it on field. Charles Leno Jr., our guest here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy. Tom Thayer with you and Jeff Joniak as well as we get ready for a long training camp portion of uh, the off season, uh, the birds of bourbon. It's a long portion. training camp. Yeah, it's a long <laughs> training camp, and then you go to Hallis Hall, and you still got many. I mean, it's – it's seven weeks before the, the opener. It may seem like a very long time, but it will go fast. Ah, easy for me to say when I'm not dying out there, right? <laughs> Charles, uh, you mentioned a book you read, and I know uh, a lot of players are into self-motivation books and whatnot. Um, books are handed around, you know, locker rooms in every sport and all that. What, do, you, do you read a lot? Do you like that type of book? Or what do you, what's on your bookshelf? Yeah, I like to read books like that. Um... This book is called Black Privilege Opportunities Get Opportunity. Uh, I forget the f- title of it, but it's called Black Privilege by Charlemagne the God. I forget the last part of the title. Um, it's a really good book. He talks about his life, and he's a DJ uh, or interesting character. Yeah, he's a what would you call him? Uh, MC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he has a breakfast show. That's the show he has, and yeah, it was just talking about his life growing up in South Carolina and how he had went through a lot of stuff that people don't see him as because you only see the the finished product you know you never really see what people go through you only see their finished product and where they are right now no he's been through a lot of stuff and the way he got there was just by being true to himself being honest um you know seeing opportunities and taking advantage of it always like okay he had to work jobs where he wasn't getting paid things like that and now he's getting paid millions so 
Nobody ever sees that. Nobody talks about that. Oh, you've been rich. You have money. Like, no, it's not like that. Like, guys have to work. Whatever you're doing in this world, you got to work for it. It's Everybody's not journey. We talked about this very topic back in uh, Punta Cana. Yeah. We were on that Punta Cana trip. We'll pick up where we leave, leave off. Tom always laughs every time I say it was on that trip, the Bears trip to Punta Cana. Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak, and left tackle Charles Leto Jr. here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Get the latest Bears news, photos, and videos delivered straight to your mobile device. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app presented by Verizon. Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Coming to you from Bears Training Camp at Olivet Nazarene University in Bourbon 8. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Charles Leto Jr. Uh, before the break, we we're discussing journeys and the finished product doesn't tell the whole story. And you got 89 other guys in that room, in that building, in those dorms, that you may or may not have time to get to know, guys that may or may not make the football team. Do you take the time to find out about your new teammates, about their stories, or is that reserved for when the regular season gets underway and you guys really become a family? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it starts inland first. You know I mean? It kind of starts in O-line. You kind of talk to, like, the rookies in O-line and, you know, try to get them formed in, like, how we're going to play. This is the way the office line is going to play. Then you work your way out. Um, I actually have talked to a couple guys just, you know, just being myself, just having saying what's up to them in training room or whether it's in the lunch hall or stuff like that. I'm not really, like, a shy guy. I just kind of, like, mingle with whoever. So when I'm doing that mingling, I'm always, like, trying to drop a gem on them. You know what I mean? Like, just a little piece of knowledge. Like, you know, I remember telling Mike – I forget his last name, but he's a cornerback and he's a rookie. Um, I remember telling him when I gave him a ride back to the hotel a while ago, I was just telling him, like, when you go to training camp, like, a couple of things you got to worry about, learn the playbook. That's the first and foremost thing, learn the playbook. Because if <laughs> you're not going to make the field if you don't know the plays, right. first and foremost. Second is whatever the coaches tell you to do technique-wise, you do it. You do whatever it takes. You stay after practice. You go before practice. Whatever it takes, you get that done. And go from there because that's what I did. I just uh, made sure I learned the playbook, made sure I tried to work on the techniques as best as I possibly can, and the rest is history. It took care of itself. Um, you shouldn't go in there at training camp as a rookie thinking so much like I have to do this, I have to do that. No, it's going gonna, it's gonna to wear you down. You're going to be all over the place. You wouldn't know what to do. Just go in there and keep it simple. You are, know, are, are offensive linemen why guys – or do you mm. can you not afford to be a why guy? Like meaning, like if they tell you, hey, this is why do you do it this way? Yeah, why do you is do that okay? I'm a big why guy. Yeah. I, I mean, like not in the fact that like I'm challenging you. I'm just I'm like coming at you like, well, no, why do I have to do it this way? No, I'm right, like I'm you. always a person that's always asking questions. Like, what do you mean by this? Or yeah, I would say that's like I'm more of the what do you mean? So explain more. Not a, I wouldn't say yes, why, yeah, but yeah. it's more like, what do you mean? Can you explain? Would you be ever that way back in the day, or you just no? Because I mean, two ears, one mouth, listen twice as much as you speak. We just, you know, you, you who's tell who's telling you what you yeah. need to know? And I respected everything Dick Stanfield told me as an ex player and a coach, and I assume it's the same with Harry because now you're a veteran and Harry's coming back into the professional atmosphere. How how has that change been? Is you, you guys as veterans? You know, had to absorb Harry into that room, and but he's got the credibility where he deserves everything he gets. You just said it. he got the credibility. Yeah, he has the he has the resume. Um, he comes in a room, and it's nothing more exciting than a coach that wants to see you succeed. Right. And on top of that, he's going to coach you to be the best. 
He's not going to coach you just to coach you. He's coaching you to be the best. So he brings a passion. He brings energy. He brings excitement when he's coaching you. So you feel that. And all you want to do as a player is match that when you go out on the field. Have you ever had a guy that wanted to change your technique instead of refining what you've already accomplished? Yeah, most guys see me and they look at me like, okay, you got here uh, the way you did. I'm not going to try to change anything. Right. I'm just going to try to refine it. I'm just going to try to make it more crisp and more like you know, detailed as possible. Charles Leno Jr., our guest here on Bears All Access. Uh, it sounds like uh, Coach Nagy has uh, said this more than once. It's going to be a physical camp. How, what definition and what that shape takes, uh, we're going to learn here in the short term. Um, is that good with you? Fine with me. We're playing offensive line. I got to get physical. But, you know what? To me, in my eyes, I think they have had physical training camps the last couple of years. Yeah, some, some and, today. And uh, so this I don't. Week said, nah, not really. You know, but I don't. I, I, I don't. I remember I don't, we talked about it a lot. I don't agree with their observations yeah. because I remember two years ago it was the nastiest last a, day of training team. camp practice I've ever seen. Where, yeah, Keem, <laughs> Ted Larson was going to fight Akeem Hicks, and there's guys hanging. You're blowing swinging. up right now, that Charles. Was a, that was a practice right there. Well, yeah, that so, was, so that I'm, was, I'm yeah. saying you're not going to take guys like Charles and and Bobby Massey and stuff and say, okay, now this is no. Yeah. They, I, I, to me, I think they've been I, through I, I agree camps. with you. I definitely agree with that. That was that was something. And so, but it looks like there's going to be more live drills and more contact. So it should be fun to see. And as players, um, I'm sure that uh, with the extra game and all that, a lot of young guys are going to get a lot of opportunity. That'll help. You know, find some maybe find some gems too. Yeah. At the end of the day, this is training camp. Um, I know for me, I'm here to get better. Uh, this is a time where you're just refining and detailing your work that you've been putting in throughout the off season and OTAs and mini camps and stuff like that. You're just trying to refine that. So when you go on the field, um, when it's Sunday and it's live, you just want to have you know, everything right. You want to go out there and make sure your sets are right, your hands are in the right spot, you know, your pad level's good, you're coming off the ball with explosion. Like, all those things that we've been, we're going to drill in training camp, that's what I'm ready for. Have, have you had enough experience with this terminology that when you break the huddle, you know exactly what you're doing, even if they go to an audible? Because I know, you know, as you learn the system, it takes a little while. So when you go out there for your first day of practice, are you taking a, a tenth of a second to think something forward or – are you breaking the huddle good to go? I'm breaking the huddle good to go. The way we, uh, the way they installed it for us, the way they installed it, it's all about like how somebody's processing it. The way they installed it, it was perfect. Um, you install it, you go over it again, you go out there to practice, and you go on the field, and you don't even see a defense yet. You just keep working on it until you got it. Then you see a defense, and it's not a live defense yet. Then you go against, you know, walkthrough and stuff like that. Then you go see the real defense. So if you run this play four or five times, you should get it. Right. You know, right. you should get it, whether it's against the defense or not. So it's uh, it's really good how they installed it, and it's like hits my brain right. It sounds like it hits Mitch Trubisky's brain right, too. Uh, he has had articles written about him. Uh, people have had a chance to visit with him uh, prior to camp, and he is beaming with confidence, thinks it's a perfect fit for him, this offense, appreciates how Coach Nagy and the offensive coaches have, as you just pointed out, delivered the product to you guys to digest and learn. Uh, have you seen it for yourself just in your practice with him and your conversations with him? Oh, yeah, he's been just getting better every day. Really, he has. Um, going back to OTA, just thinking about it, like every day is like – 
like I'm just getting like my eyes get big because I see a play he makes like dang I, okay he's stepping up big time you know and he's just embracing the leadership role and he's just trying to be the best Mitchell Trubisky he possibly can be and it's it's good to see you know the the initial interview process that they did with Mitchell Trubisky even before the draft they really got it right because everything that I've seen Mitchell Trubisky invest himself whether it's his teammates the information he needs to know when he was informed that he was going to be a starter. He's everything you wanted when you went up and made that that draft choice for that quarterback position. And I think every day, even listen to the press conference today. Yeah, what did you think about what he had to say the other day? You know, I like the confidence his in tone. him. But I, but I, I like his tone. I, I like the edginess, too, because I don't think there's a quarterback out there that doesn't live with that edginess, whether it's John Elway, Marino, or the, the, the Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Cam Newtons of today. I think they all got that edge, and – that's what I like to see about Mitch. I don't want to see a pass a pacifist as a quarterback. And I think with Coach Nagy, and you can amplify on this more, as you said, you you you're who you are, and he is allowing you. He's giving you guys the freedom to be who you are. That's he has met, let, let that message out many times. Oh, to you guys. big time! Be you. He wants you to be you. Whoever you are, be that person. But he doesn't want you to just be an average for you. He wants you to be the best version of you. And I love that because, you know, guys are cut different shapes and sizes, mentally, physically, whatever it may be. But whoever you are, if you bring that best version, he can use you in that aspect. And that's what I love about it. And that doesn't mean you go fly off and do what you want. No. <laughs> no. You got to reel it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah. He has rules. He sets rules here. And yeah, it's going to be fun to watch it unfold. That's for sure. Charles Leno Jr., our guest here on Bears All Access. Jeff and Tom with you here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Sign your child up for a fun, non-contact Chicago Bears youth football camp brought to you by Gatorade and Athletico Physical Therapy. Visit www.bearscamps.com to save $50 today. Charles Leto Jr., our guest today on Bears All Access with Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tell us about the rest of the offensive line. How are the fellas doing? Kyle Long looks like he'll be ready to roll to start training camp. Uh, that's good news. I uh, got Cody White here at center right now. Battle at left guard, right tackle Bobby Massey. Warford is uh, in here from Arizona. Very nice gentleman. Met him uh, back in minicamp, had a long conversation. He's got a lot of different characters in there. You mentioned Cush. A lot of character. Love a lot it. of character. Love it. A lot of character we have in our line. Uh, we're just a bunch of guys that just love each other, man. We just try to embrace each other, push each other every day. You know how it is, Tom. Like, the offensive line group is unique. Um, Tight-knit group. <laughs> Dinner every day breakfast whatever like we, we we like to be around each other and it's no better feeling than a bunch of guys big guys walking around you know walking around a facility and you're like okay that's all for so long i think that's the way you want it though you want the confidence from the offensive line you want the confidence from the defensive line you want those guys to be the protectors of the rest of the units and stuff and Offensively, with this system that the Bears fans are going to see, it's going to be the most—it's going to be the most wide-open system they've ever seen in Bear history, and so it's got to be by the playmaking ability of the offensive line to make the whole system right. I know we sit here and give a lot of credit to Mitchell Trubisky or Taylor Gabriel or Trey Burton and the rest of the crew that are going to touch the football, Alan but it Robinson. is about the ability of the offensive line. Always starts up front, regardless on both sides of the ball. Always. Yeah, that's never going to change, is it? Nope. I don't Won't care how many, how many tweaks to the game the there only, will only, be. The only time it will change is if they just turn this game to 707. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Yeah. Does that ever worry you? <laughs> no, because they need offensive line. Right. <laughs> right. 
And, you know, it's going to be interesting, you know, and, you know, how are your habits going to be throughout training camp when repetitiously you're going through these drills and nine on seven, seven on seven, teamworks and stuff? Are there new rules? Are they going to be filtering yeah, through your practices and in your head? And is your head placement going to be a concern at the conclusion of a block? No new rules like what would you say? Like well, new rules? The, the helmet rule. The, the helmet, the helmet. Or cannot, the, the helmet. Oh, the dug in the helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. like. For office line play, you got to have your eyes up. Right. So it's no – my crown of the helmet should not be going down to anybody's chest or anybody's helmet. I should be having my eyes up, seeing everything going on in the field, and when I'm blocking my guy, I should be looking at what I'm seeing. Exactly. And that's what I think that uh, is a problem. Like, coach guys, tell them to keep their eyes up, put their hands inside, whatever Well, you know what? Be. If it comes to the point where there's, uh, you know, second down and one, they hand the ball to Jordan Howard, and he has to lower more than just a shoulder to push beyond that first down marker, it's going to kind of be an unfair ending to the play if Jordan can't be the the most powerful Jordan he can to conclude the run. Yeah, and get the most lower – get lower and, you know, lower shoulder or whatever it may be. Uh, it's tough. I mean, that's the rules that they you try know to bring it's to the game. going to be interesting, even quarterback sneaks. Right, well, you know – I mean, are they going to – I don't know. How How is a person going to get lower than Tariq Cohen? <laughs> you know, if he's going to make a, some really quick yeah. cut, how are they going to react and make sure they're in the perfect body position to hit him? It's, he he only has a, uh, a, small, a target, yeah. a tackling yeah. target of about a foot. Mm -hmm. hmm. It'll be interesting to see. We're going to, I think, preseason games could be difficult. I think they're always be difficult. A, they're yeah. always <laughs> they're going to be a lot of they're laundry. Always, <laughs> they're always difficult. <laughs> It'll and be always officiated. It's just, just, I don't know. They always get a little bit more difficult every year. Is it cool for you as a player? Because it's cool for fans. It's cool for broadcasters. I can't. I mean, I can't wait to, to uh, attend Brian Urlacher's Hall of Fame induction. Now they've changed it, so the game is a couple days before that. But you're going there to represent this franchise to play the Baltimore Ravens on August second, and Brian is elected on or inducted on August fourth. Is is it an honor for you to? Uh, be there on the weekend that one of the great players in Bears history is is going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, why wouldn't it be? Yeah, you know, I mean, you get to, I remember seeing this guy on TV play lights out ball for the Chicago Bears, and uh, it's just really cool to see on both sides him, Ray Lewis. You know, what I mean, like this is a, this is this is great. You know, you know, it was in our experience when they inducted Coach Mike Dickey into the Hall of Fame. We were up at training camp and we were having an inter squad scrimmage in the stadium at Platteville we halted the game they showed his induction into the Hall of Fame and we went back and finished the <laughs> you always have some it was amazing it was amazing though because who was running the team uh Vince Tobin oh, really? and you okay. know the rest of the, the all the other coaches Greg Landry and so on but it was it was something because you think about the respect because Charles you're an NFL player now and they're talking about a teammate uh, Brian Urlacher you know by organization going into the Hall of Fame just like it was for me seeing your head coach as a player going into the Hall of Fame and stuff it you know that whole attachment is it's neat because you're playing the game and here's your peers going into the Hall of Fame at this time exactly um, never met never met Brian don't know him personally but like you said the attachment right when you wear that that C on the side of your helmet, you know what I mean? Like, you're a brother regardless. You right. know? Well, the first time you went up and met him, it would be like you guys have known each other for 10 years. That's the way exactly. he is. Yeah. He yeah. is the greatest. He, he is a people person, nice guy. He, he, if you're a bear, he's part of, you're a part of his family. 
That's, that's the, how it's supposed a, to be. That's exactly the you way. You know what? He, yeah, you have to agree that's the way he is. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, Brian, yeah. Brian is an awesome. It's just like Lance and Peanut and a lot of guys from that team. The thing that mm. is going to be weird for the Bears going forward is if the Bears stay with a 34 defense throughout a, a period of time where someone can earn the Hall of Fame on that defense because – the, the Bears have only played one style of defense, and that's where all their Hall of Famers come from. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to see the traditional middle linebacker of the Bears. It's going to be a guy like Roquan running all over the place, or eventually you're going to develop that position. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to analyze the game from a perspective of history because cause it just jogs something with me with Roquan. And it was something, I think it was written by Larry Mayer on the Bears' website. He is a pr- prototypical new age inside linebacker, meaning height-weight speed ratio. Um, and I don't know if that e- e- aggravates you, Tom, as a veteran player, because the game has subtly changed over time. And, you know, well, it's it's just kind of weird to hear that because that's, that's what everybody's saying. You know, has the game changed that much that you have to have linebackers? Well, I think if you stamp, side? if you stamp somebody as prototypical, you know they wanted to think, you know Detroit wanted to think that when they needed a receiver that was over six four, and they went and drafted three of them in a row, and they all failed. You know, so nobody's pro. You're prototypical of your desire to play the game, your investment in, in, in everything. And you're not going to go out there and find five guys that look exactly like Charles Leno Jr. and start stacking them up at left tackle. <laughs> yeah. No. Do, yeah. do they have his feet? Do they have his willingness to work hard in the offseason, hand placement, all that other stuff? Did you study the game at all as a, as a young kid? Study the game? Yeah. I mean, like what, what age? Yeah, lo- loving it. Did you, I know basketball was – Maybe kind of your thing yeah. back in the day, but when when did it start clicking where you were a fan first and then you were a player second, or was that ever the case? Um, for the game of football? Maybe not. Look, no. no. No, like, yeah, honestly, no. I was always a basketball kid growing up. Did you ever and go to an NFL game? Oh, before? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, actually, I have to think, yeah, well, now that you say that, my dad has season tickets for the Raiders. Oh, okay. So, going to the Raider games, that was big. That was a big deal to me because now that she said that, now I think so now I'm thinking back. Uh, I remember the Raiders, they always had the they, this, this bell that they always hit before they show, like, the big, nastiest offensive lineman come down, and it was Lincoln Kennedy. And I remember looking at that. Like, I still have pictures in my head, and it's like, damn, that's really cool. Like, you know, and then things went south when I saw guys like Robert Gallery. I was like, oh, okay, all right, whatever. <laughs> Who's this guy? Because Lincoln Kennedy was the guy oh, yeah. right. on the Raiders line. You know what I mean? Like, that was some guy I always looked up to. So, yeah, definitely. Like, I, I would say at that point, and, yeah, I mean, I would watch that. I mean, when he had tickets, I would go to the games. I mean, heck, we're still all kids at heart. Yeah. I mean, I'm older than, than you know, Tom yeah, but too. But the thing about it, I mean, to think you're here. Yeah. I never – if you told me I was going to be here at that moment, oh, no. Would never guessed it. You'd be thinking you'd be posting up somebody <laughs> in the NBA. <laughs> yes, Draymond Green, right. <laughs> Draymond Green. We'll talk a little Warriors yeah, with our guy. Yeah, you got that. A tougher road now, yeah, maybe, with uh, that Southern California team collecting <laughs> stars. <laughs> That's Charles Leno Jr., our guest on Bears All Access with Tom. I'm Jeff on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. This segment of Bears All Access is orchestrated by CDW. CDW, people who get it. Charles Leno Jr., Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Our training camp is underway. Our version of Bear All Access coming from Bourbon A and Olivet Nazarene University. I don't recall what year it is here already, but, you know, you, you kind of 
check time and mileposts in your life by training camp because <laughs> it seems like we're just here. But obviously, 363 days had passed before that's happened. Uh, but it just feels that way. It's a part of your life. You're you're literally putting years of your life into a camp mm-hmm. with the fellas. Yeah, man. Hours, years, minutes, whatever you want, seconds, whatever you want to call it. It's just a lot of work that you're putting in to get this right. You, you know, know, you, you know what's right. awesome down here is the fan support. Because can you imagine if you just went out to some boring practice that there was nobody there either yelling encouragements or whatever they do? And I think it's it's pretty neat to when you go through the practice field, you're you know not dragging, you're just trying to get woken up to start the day, and then you see the sport uh, support of the fans spill around the stadium or the fences. It's pretty neat here. Absolutely, I remember when I fell in love with this place, and that's weird. I said I fell in love with training camp, right. but like really, I did. It was my rookie year, and it was the first practice in pads. It was like a Saturday practice we had, first practice in pads. And the amount of people they had here, <laughs> it was insane. Right. I think it was like over – I might be wrong on this, but I'm, it had to be like 10,000 people out there. There's been some five-digit attendances, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. It was crazy. And I'm just like, wow, that's – that's impressive. Well, that, like, that being said, do you feel the vibe? Do you feel the energy? You've been around now long enough to know what feels right, what what doesn't. Oh yeah. In terms I remember. Of being... I remember you asked me this a while ago when I, when I was moving to a place. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. When you <laughs> and yeah, I didn't that, know the vibe. I didn't yeah, know the vibe. Yeah, you, you you were on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot's changed since. A then lot's already. changed. Yeah, I feel the vibe. <laughs> if you want to know now, you said it. What's the feel? The feel is good. The feel is good. The feel is um, I don't know, like just. Thinking about it, like it's no, it's no doing what we did. It's no settling for what we were. It's um, we're trying to be the best now. It's not. It's the vibe is no more. I don't know, like no more what we, no more being the same. You can't be the same. Like I said, you see that you're getting better, or you're getting worse. No, we were just getting worse. No, we got to change that. Now the arrow has got to point up. Right, has to, and that's the that's the mindset you have to have. You got to believe within your own division, yep. and that's the key here. No matter what big names there are in the division, I think when you put an entire team together to go out and and battle these guys, that's what it's going to take. It's, it's going to take that that big time win against Green Bay Week One, you know, bringing Seattle into Chicago here, and so you know, eventually you guys have to develop that belief in yourself that when you go into the locker room, you're going to come out victorious. And this is where it starts. I mean, the mindset started a while ago. The mindset started on April 3rd, what, 4th, whatever day we started. That was when the mindset started, but this is when the work starts now. Um, we've been putting in a lot of work during that time, but now this is the real deal work, and this is where we go from changing that arrow to up. And I think the character and mental makeup of the individuals that are going to be a part of this, whether it be coaches or players, is also it, it, you can, it's palpably different. Uh, there's guys that are – they got some sass to them a little bit, not over the top cocky like I'm. I'm the guy, but you got you got guys that are talking. They speak up. You got guys with juice. Tariq. Yeah, that's a that's a, I that's mean, a guy. Tariq. You got Danny Trevathan who's been here obviously a little bit. Um, I even see it from Kyle Fuller, even though he's a soft spoken yeah. guy, but you could see it in his eye. I mean, he's he's feel. There's all. There's Akeem. There's you. Uh, Kyle Long's always been like that. Even Jordan Howard has got, you know, there's just something about this group of guys well, I, I that's think, starting to come together. I think the free that. agent veterans that were brought in here, too, they have the Trey. same attachment. Trey. 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 Allen yep. Robinson and Taylor Gabriel, yep. all these guys, I think that they have an understanding that they're here for better. 
Wherever they came from, they, they are here to make this organization, this team, this situation better here. And you got to understand the guys that you just named. Tariq, Kyle Fuller, Kyle Long, Danny Trevathan, myself, uh, guys, those guys that you named, we've been through some stuff that we don't want to see again. We want to get somewhere else. So that's what it's, that's all, that's all it is. We're trying you, to go somewhere else. We're you, not trying to do what we did. You chimed in with me when I mentioned Trey. He, uh, Tom, thinks it's it's – an unbelievable acquisition to put on this offense, and he's an unbelievable guy. Yeah. If you dig a little deeper into him, tell oh, us yeah. more about well, him, what you got. We had a know. few conversations to talk to Trey when he first got here. I remember seeing him when he pulled up. I was just like, thank you for coming here. Um, we're trying to do what you did already and teach us, you know what I mean? Because you know some things, right? He, he's, he's, got it before. he's done it before. So you know some things, teach us, help us, but – you know a lot of you know a lot that we don't know, but we have been through some stuff that you haven't. So, <laughs> so you know what I mean. Like we're hungry as well. Everybody's hungry in this aspect. You know, Trey Burton is a U tight end. He's going to be split out a lot. Maybe come out of the backfield and stuff. The guy that you're going to stand next to, both Deion Sims, but I want to talk about Adam Shaheen because I think there's a lot of unknown about Adam. When you line up next to him, you have double team blocks. You guys are working together. What it? What is his tempo? What is his personality like in and then out of the huddle? He's trying to, he's trying to dominate guys, but he also is trying to learn. Because mm-hmm. I had him yeah, last year as a rookie, so I'm teaching him like this is how we should do this block. Just listen to me. I'm going to be here. You just got to set it like this. And he's engaged. He's looking at me in my eyes. He's like, okay, I'm going to do it like this. So when you got guys like that. There's nothing more I need to tell him. I think he's got a really high upside. <laughs> there's, no, there's nothing more I need to tell yeah. him. The kid, he wants to work. He wants to be good. So he's going to show it. Charles Leno, Jr., our guest, our remaining moments here on Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. And we are brought to you by uh, IGS Energy. And this week on Inside the Bears, Pat O'Donnell and Zach Miller interview their teammates on the orange carpet at the annual Bears Care Gala. And I sit down with Devin Hester as we look back on his illustrious career with the Bears. Inside the Bears airs Saturday at 6 p.m. on CW50 Chicago, Sundays 10.35 p.m. on Fox 32 Chicago. You also watch show segments online at chicagobears.com or on the Chicago Bears official app anytime. Uh, You did a very nice thing for your high school this uh, spring as well, didn't you? getting them some yeah, football uniforms. Yep. Uh, what was that motivation, and, and how does that make you feel to give back to uh, where your roots are? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That was really for my coach. Um, okay. My coach, he uh, helped me out a lot. Uh, I was I was a pudgy kid, you know, in high school. I remember being a big kid, and he saw something in me that I didn't see in myself. Uh, he, I remember doing these suicides in the, in the gym. You know, like basketball suicides, but you have to hit push-ups and go down and hit push-ups and come back down. And do it. I don't know how many reps we did, thousands of them, whatever we did. And I was struggling hard. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit, honestly. Where would I be if I quit? But he looked me in my eyes, and I saw him looking at me from a distance, and I looked at him. And it was just a look. It wasn't any, like, you better not. It wasn't anything. It was just like a look of, I know you can do it. And right then and there, I did it. And the rest is history. You know, like it was a, it was a real moment. What's in my his life. name? Coach Brad Bowers. Coach Boom. We call him Boom. Still doing it. Yeah, still doing it. So who is that guy for you? 
Uh, it had to be Gordy Gillespie because I thought I was going to be a running back like my brother, and he said, "Look, well, this has got to be reality. You're not going to be a, you're not going to be a running back. You're going to be an offensive lineman." You know, last last week I went to this. They had this freshman skills offense and defensive lineman kind of a fun camp in Joliet. So I went down there and talked to all the kids and stuff, and I told them, you know, it's not easy for you guys to be linemen because linemen are blessed to be linemen. You're not going to pick some other position. And then for you guys to come out here in your summertime and give this type of effort and, you know, that's what, that's what you know, you're out there to find the Charles Leno. You're out there to find the guy who's going to emerge ab- ab- not above all these other kids with all these other kids and take their encouragement and try to take it to the next level. So I, I think it's an important gesture for you to go back and support the kids that need Someone like you to go, okay, it's important to us. Absolutely, and that's what I want to do. I just want to give them, you know, let them know that I was there. I've been there before, and you can do whatever you want in this world. Charles, it was outstanding. Were you going to uh, wonderful like, talk? Were you no, I, I, there I get excited when a guy – we just had one big football conversation here, yeah. a little journey talk about where you guys have been and, and where you're going, and I think it's going to be a, a great ride. So thank you, you for joining us. No have problem, a great man. Have thank a great guys. training thank camp. You, Charles you, Leno, Jr., our guest. Thanks to everybody for listening tonight. Director of Content Dan Barilli, Jordan Treadup, our coordinating producer, and Greg Miller tonight helping us spin the dials along with Paul Zarang from training camp. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you next week. For Charles Leno Jr. and Tom Thayer, I'm Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on ChicagoBears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by CDW, PNC, and Ford.